You are listening to the Fantasy Nightcap, a fantasy collective production with your host, Shane. Grab a drink, kick back, and enjoy the show. Welcome in to another episode of Fantasy Nightcap. I am your host, Shane Barrett. You can find me on Twitter at FFShaneB. And make sure you, ladies and gentlemen, kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Joining me tonight is our rotating tap, Mr. Nick Sarnelli, fellow co-founder of the Fantasy Football Collective, who you can find on Twitter at Nick Sarnelli. Nick, how are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How about you? I'm good now that I get to see your face. It's been too long. I know. It's been a while since I've been on this one. I know. Um, you've been super busy with uh, with work and, and being a good husband, which is why you can be here tonight on uh, Valentine's Day. So uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. It has been busy with work, and Becky was cool with me coming on tonight. Awesome. Thank you, uh, Becky, or as I call her, badass Becky. <laughs> So, uh, tonight, Nick and I are going to be doing a, uh, way too early rookie mock. This one's going to be one QB. So if you missed the uh, last episode with Nate Polvote, we did a super flex rookie mock. So go check that out and then come back and listen to this one. So, uh, before we start though, Nick, you know, the drill, what are you drinking? (laughs) I got a bottle of water. Nice. What brand is it? Uh, it was called Pathwater, some weird bottle. It looked cool. That's why I bought it. Cool. That's, that's why I asked actually. (laughs) Um, is it like high in electrolytes or whatever, since you know, you're all healthy and whatnot? I don't think so. It just came in like an aluminum can bottle thing. So I can refill it if I want. I never do, but so you're the problem with the environment. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. Well, uh, I'm going with a, a classic. I'm watching my girlish figure as well, um, and I'm going with a nice Mick Ultra. Um, this one always reminds me of my granddad. It was his favorite beer, actually. So, cheers and to Grandpa up in heaven. Cut me some slack because I mean, day after the Super Bowl, I probably had my body weight in Bush Lights yesterday. That is, that's a fair point. Um, and normally when you're coming on, you're just getting back from the gym. So is that the case tonight? Uh, no, today I, uh, I went early in the morning. I just, I was tired. It's yeah. Proud of you. I also went early this morning to the gym. What'd you Uh, hit today? I just did cardio. I, uh, walked on the treadmill on a 10 incline, um, for about 30 minutes. So beautiful. Good for you. Thank you. What about you? Uh, I did chest and try today. Attaboy. Yeah. Attaboy. All right. Now it's time for round two of our 1QB way too early rookie mock draft. Nick, you started off round one for us. Go ahead and start off round two for us, buddy. I'd like to go James Cook, uh, running back from Georgia. I like that. Um, 
What? I I know the answer, but I need you to share with. Well, I think I know the answer. Uh, what would you say James Cook's best attribute is? What? Why do you think he should go here? Uh, pass catching. Very very good pass catching back. Um, especially. Uh, did you watch any of the college playoffs? Yeah. He he was awesome. Like that's really yeah, when he, he started to shine. So. Uh, it seems appropriate to take him here, especially since I haven't really I've gone two running backs since. So, yeah, no, I actually like that call a lot. Um, I would say, just from like personal research so far, I feel like that's kind of where there's a teardrop at running back potentially. Um, yeah, probably a bunch of guys that are good, um, but don't necessarily belong in the same conversation as the top four in this class. Um, and they all have, like, their one specialty that they're really good at, like cooking and pass catching. So I like this pick a lot, actually. All right. Uh, that puts me on the clock at 2.02. Two. I'm scrolling through some, some sleeper. Uh, rankings, just to make sure I'm not missing anybody. Um, I'm pretty sure I know who I'm going to take here. We were talking about it. Yeah. All right, so I'm actually going to take uh, someone that you mentioned, but it's not the guy that we were talking about pre, uh, pre-show, and that is John Mechie. John Mechie. Water Are you worried about his ACL? Alabama. No. Um, like we talked about last episode, like Modern Medicine Man – like ACL tears are almost like it's almost sad to say this, but they're almost routine and the rehab process is almost routine now to where guys are coming back in six, seven, eight months, maybe even nine months where you like previously when you tore an ACL, you were done for at least a year. So no, I'm not worried about it. Um, to me, Mechie is kind of, I th- I'm trying to think of the best way to describe him. Maybe I'm really, I'm really curious to see where he goes in the draft. Yeah, I think that'll be big. I think that in his forty time, I think his forty time will be huge. Well, I don't think he's going to be running it. Well, yeah, I didn't think about that. Duh. I mean, he's um, going to be on crutches. <laughs> yeah, duh. I didn't think about that. Um, Whoops. Um, Mechie's crossing the 40 time with eight seconds on crutches. Eight seconds on crutches. All right, we'll cut it in half, and that's his time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay, so ignore that, people, because I, you know, forgot. Um, No, I mean, I I think speed is going to be one of the the big question marks for him. I'd say he's probably kind of like a Garrett Wilson light. Um, He's good at everything where I feel like Wilson's – technically great like comparatively is great at everything i feel like mechie's probably good at everything no you're not wrong he's definitely in the next tier of wide receivers um he does everything well i mean yeah look at for just the school he goes to only they produce awesome wide receivers so mm-hmm. i mean taking a shot at mechie yeah. isn't the worst thing yeah no uh all right 203 who are you taking i'm gonna go quarterback and Ooh. I'm going to go Carson Strong. Oh, that was not what I was expecting whatsoever. 
Okay. Part of the reason that you and I are friends is because we start like you. I saw your your scouting hut website. I saw tweets from you. We're both Cowboys fans, so we started tweeting and DMing back and forth, and then our friendship blossomed. Um, <laughs> but I I highly respect your football opinion. Who did so you think I was going to go? I when you said quarterback, I was thinking Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, maybe Matt Corral. So, so I really really strong. like. I like Malik Willis a lot, and especially after watching all the stuff at the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. I thought Malik Willis was really good. Uh, Carson Strong is the ideal pocket passer with an absolute cannon for an arm. Yeah. So I I have very high hopes for him. He's actually my QB1. Oh. Yep. Very interesting. Okay. I, I'm a big fan. Okay. Do you I so last episode with Nate, um, I made a lot of jokes about his mobility um and how he doesn't have it. Um, but then I saw some clips of him at the senior bowl and I was like, okay, maybe he's a little more mobile than I thought. Um He's slow. Do you, I might be faster than him. Yeah, that's what I said too. <laughs> and then I'm really slow. Like I ran a six four forty last year. Um so my question for you is is He's got the the size and the cannon of an arm. Do you think he's going to be able to process and read defenses fast enough in the NFL to where he can use it? I'm hopeful on it. I, I can't make that call, but I'm very hopeful on that. Okay, Nick, so you picked Carson Strong at 203. Um I like your reasoning for the pick, and like I said, I trust you. So I'm on the clock at 2.04, and I really don't know who to take here, to be honest. Um, hmm. You know what? I'm going to take I'm gonna take my QB2, and that's Matt Corral. Ooh. QB at Ole Miss. Um, I think he's probably the most cube or most NFL ready. Um, I like his experience in college. I like how he grew this year and cut down on his interceptions. Um, he's mobile enough to where if he needs to run, he can, but he doesn't, it's not, again, not his go-to. And I mean, shoot, we saw him grow so much with Kirby, um, that I, I think he's going to be really good in the NFL. Um, he probably needs to get in the right system. Um, would love to see him. God, I would love to see him in either Denver or Pittsburgh. Um, with the, all those weapons around him there, it would just be absolutely beautiful to see him who can actually throw the ball versus, uh, you know, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, who probably Stink. couldn't hit you or me next, standing next to each other. So, um, yeah, I'm going Matt Corral here. Um, even though it's one QB, I uh, I just think this is probably the time for some quarterbacks to go off the board. So, I mean, you're taking a shot too. I mean, like you got to think going back to one quarterback drafts the year Burrow and Herbert came out. I mean, mm-hmm. Burrow went the, the, or Herbert won the second round, I think. Right. I mean, you got Herbert 
And just to go back, I mean, remember you got Herbert in like the 22nd round in Scott Fishbowl one year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, like you're taking dart throws with quarterbacks, especially in this class where there's not as many sought after ones. Yeah, there's not there a have been. clear cut diamond level prospect. No, but I mean, if you take Matt Corral in the second round and the dude pans out to be a, a quality starter, you're winning. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, 205, who you got? I'm going to shake it up, and I'm going to take Trey McBride. Ooh, tight end, right? Yep, Colorado State. I like that a lot, actually. I like that a lot. Uh, Nate and I talked about him last episode. Um, so what do you like about McBride though? I like his size and I like his college production. Again, I know you, you laugh with the, the nerds and the stats, but okay. dude, 90 catches, 1100 yards, uh, quality well, blocker. That's what's important to me when it comes to tight end. Like if you've already got the blocking game down, that's what's going to matter. Uh, I don't think every tight end is going to be George Kittle. I was just going to say, I mean, let's be real. He's no George Kittle, but I mean, yeah. if they're, if they're, if you got a run play going, you can keep him on the field. He's not a liability. Exactly. That's what, that's what's going to matter to coaches. So no, I like that pick a lot. Um, are there any other tight ends? I mean, obviously if we end up picking one, this question will look dumb, but I, are there any other tight ends that you're really considering out of this class? No, not me personally. No, tight end is one of those positions I'm never really high on. Even in redraft leagues, like I'm not one to take Kelsey or mm-hmm. um, Kittle, and even Mark and Mark Andrews in the the first or second round. It's just not how I play. Yeah. Um, Dynasty's a little different. Um, like last year, I, in the couple dynasty leagues I'm in, I wasn't, I was the guy passing up on Kyle Pitts to go after a guy like Devonta Smith instead, because they were going roughly around in the same area, you know, and I, uh, I did the same thing in one QB drafts last year. I took Etienne over Pitts. Right. And I mean like, well, dynasty. I'm trying to get rid of my bias here, but look at someone like Dalton Schultz, who you could have added in free agency, and he ended up being the tight end four. That's yep. I've got Dalton Schultz on that team. (laughs) But but that's why I'm I'm not a big drafter on on tight ends. But yeah, for a mock of just me and you playing around, I, I feel like it's appropriate and. Hypothetically, if we were drafting with 10 other people, I still think with this class that Trey McBride is in. Yeah, I think he'd be I think he'd be going right around there. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I like that pick. I think he went like 211 in the Superflex mock. So if you take out the quarterback uh, boost, that's probably about the same spot that you'd get him in one QB. So, no, I like that a lot. All right, now I'm taking my guy um, that we were talking about pre-show that you couldn't guess, um, Jahan Dotson. Oh, Penn State. Wide receiver Penn State, yes, sir. This dude is a certified baller, if you ask me. He is 
I think he's probably right up there with Garrett Wilson when it comes to route running. Um, feels like the dude is always open. He's a little smaller. Um, I think he's he's five eleven, five nine. He's five eleven. Okay. Well, that's um, what that's what Google had him as. But I read a lot of stuff that people were saying he's a lot shorter than what he's listed. Well, a little secret that we talked about with uh, with Nate's episode as well. They're gonna list you anywhere from two to four inches taller than your actual height. So like we were talking about Wandale Robinson last time. Wandale Robinson is listed, I think at 5'11 or 5'10. There's a picture of Wandale Robinson standing next to Nick Saban. And they are literally that much difference in height. Nick Saban's 5'6. Yeah, and Robinson had a cleats on. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, you can you can be li- like I would probably be listed at like five eleven six foot if I were playing college football or college basketball. I'm five seven five eight. Okay, like they're gonna list you taller than you actually are. So, um, yeah, I uh, I love Jahan Dotson though. Feels like he's always open. He's got really good speed. Um, great release, great footwork, exactly. technician. Exactly. I think he's right. I think I already said this, but I think he's right up there with Wilson when it comes to route running and separation. So that's what I want in a wide receiver. Um, he kind of reminds me of Elijah Moore from last year. Uh, I like that comp. I think, yeah. And I think that's going to be, um, I, I almost think you could, depending on where he lands, you could expect better production because Elijah Moore didn't really start to, um, to take off until Wilson got hurt. And then when Wilson came back, they finally started to mesh a little and then more got hurt or got COVID or both. So, um, I got on the COVID list and never came off. I, uh, I think Dotson is a, is a great comp or more is a great comp for Dotson. Um, and would love to see him get in an offense where he can kind of be like that. Elijah Moore, Hunter Renfro, tiny slot receiver. Um, and just catch balls all day long. So, all right. Uh, you are on the clock, sir, at 2.07. I'm going to go with Malik Willis. Ah, bastard. That's a great pick. So, is he your QB3 or your QB4? Do you have him ahead or four. behind Corral? Okay. I got him at four, but he's. I have him at QB4 because he's such a raw prospect. He's got mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that he does well, but his ceiling is super high. His ceiling could like he could eventually be the number one quarterback in this class. It's oh, yeah. just he's got to develop. I mean, uh I remember a while ago, a uh, big guy that I followed, Dane Brugler, is probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite, you know, uh draft guys on Twitter. And he used the example that Josh Josh Allen is one of the most polarizing prospects he's ever seen. Wouldn't be surprised if he went Mr. Irrelevant. Wouldn't be surprised if he went the 101. And it was because of how raw of a prospect that he was. So, so I'm not saying I'm you, not saying Malik Willis is going to be Josh Allen. I'm just saying that his ceiling is very, very high. Hold on. <laughs> Are you ready for me to go full circle on you? What? Literally today on Twitter, 
I want to say it was analytics, A-N-E-L-L-Y-T-I-C-S on Twitter, posted, I believe it was an EPA per throw um, in uh, years out since they were had left high school. Do you know who Malik Willis is almost identical to? No idea. Josh Allen. Hilarious. <laughs> so when you started talking about Dane Brugler and him talking about Josh Allen that way, like I was like, Oh my God, you're lobbing me this softball. Um, yeah, no, I, and so I was off on Josh Allen because he was so raw. Um, and his competition level wasn't very good. I was clearly very wrong about that. Um, I mean, a lot of people were. The dude came from Wyoming, yeah. and if you watched any yeah. games, all he did was throw well, the football so, from the 20-yard line into the stands. Yes, so here's why. But there's one little nugget of information that I feel like people need to know just in case they've forgotten about Malik Willis. Do you know where he played before he went to Liberty? Nope. Auburn University. Oh, I should have known that. You should have known that one. So he was at Auburn. Um, God, who? I don't even. I guess he was there when Bo was there. Yeah, oh. I mean, he would have had to be. Um, and he transferred out. He transferred out to Liberty um, to get playing time, and uh, I think it's going to end up him? working out for him. No, not at all. Um. But as everyone who listens to this podcast know, and you know, Gus Malzahn was the head coach at that time, and Gus Malzahn's a flipping idiot um, and incapable of developing a quarterback, which is why Malik Willis and Bo Nix are both really raw prospects. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. All right. I'm on the clock at 2.08. You took the one player that I was like, yeah, I'm going to take him at 208, which was Malik Willis. So great pick. Um, and I took Dotson, who I, I, I like really, really love. <sighs> so <coughs> you know what? Oh, this one's good. Mm, this one's ballsy, I feel like. Um. I'm going to go Justin Ross, wide receiver out of Clemson. And the reason that I think this is ballsy, and you'll probably agree with it, is that neck injury and just his injury history is concerning. Um, He could very, very easily be done playing in two seconds. Um, Anybody could, but with his neck injury, like it, there's a, a higher likelihood, I feel like. But the talent to me is is there. Um, I feel like Clemson as a whole stepped back this year. Um, like nobody expected DJU, Justin Ross. Um, and they, they kind of turned it on in the second half of the season. Um, but I, I still think the potential with Ross that we saw him with, with the likes of Trevor Lawrence is there. And so I think if he lands in the right situation, he could end up being a screaming value as long as he can stay healthy and play. So I'm taking Justin Ross here at the 208. Any thoughts or comments? 
you know, I'm just processing it and I, I don't hate it. I understand it, especially because you're throwing darts at this point, not knowing scenario, not knowing any context. And he is definitely somebody that in the right scenario, in the right system, barring health could be a very productive player because talent is there. So it's just a matter of that. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. All right, 209, who are you taking? Uh, Damian Pierce, running back from uh, Florida. Nice pick. It was a Gator. Um, wasn't the most productive guy in college, but at this point in the draft, I feel like if he goes to a scenario where he could be the thunder to somebody's lightning, he would be mm-hmm. a very quality guy because he's, he's a bruiser back. He's not a guy that's going to be – you know, catching passes on third down. He's going to be moving the chains and hopefully used in goal line scenarios. Yeah. No, that's a great pick. And I, uh, he played at the senior bowl and a lot of people said that, uh, you could feel when Damian Pierce was running the ball because it was just bam, like, uh, freaking car crash or something, which, um, Fun little story. My, as you know, my cousin Jake does a podcast, the J Boy Show, and uh, I remember him telling a story on one episode where, uh, actually, I think it was his guest was telling a story how they'd been to football games, they'd been on the sidelines at blah 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 blah, and they were on the sideline. I think it was for Auburn Ole Miss one year, and they like turned their head on one play, and then they heard the hit. And they were literally said it sounded like someone had just been in a car crash. And every single play was like that. And he was like, okay, this shit in the SEC is actually different. Like, they actually are bigger, faster, and stronger than everybody. Um, and Damian Pierce played at Florida, SEC, same thing. So, there, I tied it all back together. You're welcome. Um I'd like to see him go to a team like the Chargers. Uh, I know, and there's a lot of people that would hate it because they lo- they want to see Eckler, but Eckler gets hurt every single season. Um, and despite being hurt, that he's super productive. He's definitely a top five running back moving forward. But I'd just love to see a, guy, a big bruising guy over there. Just yeah. take some of the load off of that guy. Yep. Another good place. I think would be the Saints. Pair him with Camara. Yep. So um all right. I'm on the clock at two ten. I'm actually gonna copy you and take another big bruising running back. Um I'm gonna take Brian Robinson out of Alabama. Um copy paste. Just, yeah, exactly. Dude the Hoss. Six one, two twenty five. Um, he's going to run through you and hit you in the mouth on pretty much every play concern. Obviously I think it's the same thing with Pierce is he's going to be a one or two or two down back instead of a three down back. But if he lands in the right situation where he can be that one, two punch with somebody, um, he's going to be a great fit. Another guy that had an impressive, another guy that had a very impressive senior bowl. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right, buddy, you're on the clock. Two eleven. Who are you taking? Um, Wandale Robinson. 
Um, the short man. One day ill. All five foot four of them. <laughs> so we're just gonna oh, take a shot. We're, ju- we're just gonna take a shot here. Um, he was definitely a productive wide receiver this year. Uh, definitely has some skills. So why not? I feel like. I feel like when we see him on the NFL field, he's going to be one of those guys that is so shifty and electric with the ball in his hands that it's going to be like, why did we, we as a fantasy collective, um, K-O-L-E-C-T-I-V, and we as an NFL collective, not take him sooner. And it's probably because of his size, but I think he's just going to be one of those guys that's so fun to watch with the ball in his hands. Landing spots is going to be so crucial for him because he's yeah. destined. He's destined for the slot, jet sweeps, yep. and those manufactured touches. So, yep, 100%. wherever he wherever he goes, that is going to be very important. Hundred percent agree. So, um, okay, so that that leaves me on the clock with two twelve. Why did I do this to myself? Um, hmm. There's some guy, some guys on here who have like senior bowl and other post season hype, like Rashad White, Tyler Allgaier, uh, I think it's Tyler Buddy or Batty. I don't know how to say it. Um, yeah, I like White a lot. Yeah. He's somebody that's been – every time I see, like, Mox, he's somebody that's climbing up either rocks or other people's ranks. Yeah. Man, you took freaking – um, you took Robinson. That's who I was going to take next. Oh, um, were you? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's one QB. I'm going to wrap this crap up with a quarterback because I can I was just um, gonna say, t- bail yourself out. Take a quarterback. I, I am, and I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna surprise you. Actually, I'm probably not because, again, you know me like the back of your hand at this point. Um, but I'm not taking everyone else's kind of high rising quarterback that they all love and whatnot. I'm taking the wh- who I think is probably going to be the biggest project out of the probably top six quarterbacks, but the guy that I like. Almost second, probably second most behind Howell. I just think he's got a lot more to develop. Desmond Ritter, quarterback out of Cincinnati. I love Ritter. I so to me, he's probably the second most mobile quarterback behind Willis. He's also probably the most raw. Um, I no, I would. I think he's probably even more fine tuned than. Willis, it's just his decision making and his accuracy. Um, really, just his accuracy is inconsistent, and that's probably the biggest concern. But I think getting him in an NFL system, getting him with NFL coaches, NFL talent on offense is going to be huge for him. And he's, so he's definitely a project. But it was so fun to watch that Cincinnati team this year, and it was all because mm-hmm. of him. Exactly. So, and that's the other thing, like that's an intangible to me that you can't teach, you can't coach. He's a leader of men. 
at this point. He's already done it with this Cincinnati team. Um, and you, you have to be that to, to be a quarterback. Um, so yeah, I'm going Desmond Ritter. Uh, I, uh, I like him more than Kenny Pickett, to be completely honest with you. Um, I am not in on the, the Kenny Pickett hype like a lot of people are. Um, and I'm going to take Ritter over him. So, well, that wraps up round two. Um, and just to give you guys a, a review of uh, the last episode, Brees Hall went 101, Traylon Burks went 102, Isaiah Spiller went 103, Drake London won or shit, Garrett Wilson 104, Drake London 105, Kenneth Walker 106, Jamison Williams 107, Sam Howell 108, David Bell 109, Kyron Williams 110, Chris Olave 111, and George Pickens 112. And then this episode, Nick started us off with uh, James Cook at 201. I took John Mechie at 202. Carson Strong went 203. Matt Corral, 204. Trey McBride, 205. Jahan Dotson, 206. Malik Willis, 207. Justin Ross, 208. Damian Pierce, 209. Brian Robinson, 210. Wandale Robinson, 211. And wrapping us up at 212 was Desmond Ritter. So, Nick, I got two more questions for you for our bonus round or our third round. Who's your favorite running back in this class? Brees Hall. Nice. Um, just from the stuff we said earlier, I just think the kid's yeah. the total package and why I think he's sh- in one quarterback, why he's the one-on-one. There's just so much he can do, and I'm hopeful he goes into a scenario where he's going to be a, a very productive player. Yeah. No, I like that. Who's yours? You know the answer. Spiller. <laughs> No, favorite is, is Kyron. Oh yeah. It's, it's probably my fandom, honestly. I was going to say you're, you're bias. Um, but I, I mean, I just love him. Like, I really think he's a, he's a total package. Um, I'm going to be beating the Kyron Williams train all off season long. He's so much fun to watch. Um, now who's my RB one in the class? It is Spiller. Um, but favorite running back is, is Williams for sure. Um, okay. So who's your favorite late round position player? That's a tough one. Um, I, I kind of like the Damian Pierce pick for the late round one, uh, Mm -hmm. potentials there. I like landing spots going to be everything with that guy. So I just, I think depending on where he goes, he he could be a very like sneaky good player. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. Um, I'm gonna stick to our late round too. Um, and I'm actually gonna go Jahan Dotson. Um, because I've seen other I, I've seen other mocks where he's gone even later than the second round. So, um, I really really like this kid. Like I don't know if I'm gonna have enough shares of him this off season. Um, think he's going to be a really, really good player. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up this episode of Fantasy Nightcap. Uh, Nick, before we get going, if you will, tell us where people can follow you and anything that you want to plug that may be coming out soon or being revisited 
um, due to our uh, helpful little buddy named Wardy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick Sarnelli, and I in with the off season coming around, I'll probably start getting to work on an article or two. Uh, one of them that I've been doing is the sophomore slumper surge. Uh, yes, sir. It's actually, I've had a lot of success with it, and that's probably one of my favorite things to type up in just predicting which sophomore players are going to continue to succeed and what ones will have the infamous sophomore slump. So I'll start probably working on that right after the NFL draft. Nice. Yeah, that one all that one hits. It's It, it slaps, as the kids say. So, uh, yeah, I like that slaps. one a lot. It slaps. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, thanks for coming on. Um, always love Thank you. Talking, talking football and talking shop with you. So, appreciate you coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at uh, FF underscore collective. That's K-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V. Oh, excuse me. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube page, which is the Fantasy Football Collective. And then you can follow this show on Twitter at Fantasy Nightcap. And you can follow myself on Twitter at FFShaneB, where all of my written and uh, video and audio work will be tweeted out as well. So if you guys enjoy it, please like and subscribe and let us know. This is the Fantasy Nightcap, where we serve you fantasy advice straight. No chasing. Cheers. Cheers.